Addiction takes over as the most important thing in life as everything else fights for a distant second. When someone gets sober, they focus on making recovery the top priority. What happens to other areas of life that have been impacted by addiction while the person prioritizes recovery? This is a difficult balance for many. We don't want recovery having the same impact addiction had when it comes to other areas in our lives. This episode helps with learning how to make recovery the top priority so one can maintain the necessary balance in life. Welcome listeners to Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier. This podcast explores discussions regarding important areas related to both addiction and recovery. Information you learn here is not typical of what you might find in academic textbooks and resources and comes from my experiences as a clinical supervisor, substance abuse counselor, and licensed professional counselor, and sharing the work that I do with individuals and others involved in this field. Listen as we talk about a wide range of issues, looking to educate individuals, family members, communities, organizations, institutions, mental health professionals, educators, and really anyone else impacted by addiction and recovery. Making recovery the top priority is not easy. And when we look at recovery, like right out the gate, getting sober is really important. And it is a, a success. It is also a relief from the chaos of the act of addiction beginning to fade and kind of clearing away the haze and misery that was being preoccupied with the alcohol and drug use. So life starts to come back into focus. That tunnel vision about getting my drug or my alcohol, whatever the case may be, starts to diminish and now I'm starting to see more about other areas in my life. Many people in recovery say that once they pass through that and stopped using and gave their body and mind some sobriety, the world seems bigger, brighter, and better. And that's really important. That is great. With these things in place, problems can also stand out that were once overlooked or completely ignored. So someone dealing with some financial problems may have been ignoring them for so long because of the active addiction. And the active addiction is probably having an impact on their finances. But now all of a sudden these problems that were being numbed, escaped, and avoided are becoming a lot more clear as well. So now all of a sudden we start to see like the negative consequences to relationships, finances, even employment. Those just didn't go away because you're sober. And that's one of the misconceptions that just getting sober solves everything. It doesn't do that. Getting sober actually puts them more into a spotlight that this is what's going on and that this is what I have to face and work with. And that's challenging. That's difficult. That's not easy. But when you get sober, there's that sudden flip from despair to optimism. That without being sober, none of this was really going to get fixed or addressed. Now that I am sober, there's hope and optimism that some of the things I've learned and parts of my sobriety and recovery can help with those issues. And this is especially true for individuals who 
They maybe have been to like treatment centers or programs, inpatient settings where they get equipped with like coping skills and strategies to help them face reality and deal with things in healthy ways. Not surprising is like many people throw themselves into recovery and they, they do that in a way because they are eager to sort of put distance between themselves in the past. So now all of a sudden someone might be going to a lot of therapy, being in therapy, being in treatment. Maybe it's an inpatient setting. Even if it's an outpatient setting that's going to counseling or treatment pretty regularly, might be going to meetings or doing step work, spending time with people in recovery. Like Their lives revolve around structures that help build that sobriety. And it starts to kind of look in a different ways. And I'll have some examples I have is some people have described it in the sense of like what's on their plate. So I talk about sobriety and recovery with meetings, treatment, group, uh, sponsor, individual counseling. Those are all like pieces of food to what, what they're dealing with in their life. And some things people have said to me is, it's the meat and the potatoes. The most important thing for me is to dig in at this point to my sobriety and recovery. They might say something like recovery, being sober is really what I need to put on my plate and eat as much of it as I can. Others have described it as needing to have like some balance. So they'll talk about sort of a balance of their sponsor, meetings, treatment, individual and group counseling, Maybe it's getting some other help for like mental health issues or maybe some other areas. But they kind of look at it as like without my sobriety, I can't keep any balance in my life. I need recovery to keep everything balanced. And some people refer to it to being like pieces in their life. So kind of like a, a pie chart, so to speak. But my sobriety, my recovery, meeting, sponsor, individual, group and all that. That's a part of all the different pieces in their life. And things that people have said to me is my life has to be all about recovery. I must fill it entirely with stuff to help keep me sober. Or my recovery with being sober and attending meetings are the most important pieces. Without it, addiction takes over everything. We even give messages to those in recovery about the need to focus on their sobriety and recovery. We say things like, now is the time for you to focus on taking care of yourself and treating your addiction. We tell people what's most important right now is addressing this need because that is the top priority. We tell people all of that other stuff can wait. You need to get better so you can get back and take care of all that stuff, but now is not the time. And we also say things like ultimately none of that will matter if you can't stop using and getting help. So we share that message a lot that without making recovery the top priority, addiction will continue to make its way in and active using will result in those other areas once again being impacted. For most people, and a lot of people, like the early excitement of early sobriety like eventually wears off. And, you know, diving so much into it, devoting a lot of time, and sometimes even like those words of wisdom that were once cherished sort of start to become cliche. You know, parts of treatment like counseling, meetings, they might begin to feel boring or someone might contemplate whether or not to go. And 
And if, if indifference sets in, it can pave the way for doubts about whether the time and energy required to work a good program is worth it. And what happens at this point is other things in people's lives start to become more of a focus as well. You know, we can't tell everything to wait until I've committed to my recovery and sobriety in order to address something. So, for example, can't necessarily say, oh, well, I'm going to get sober and I'm going to work on my recovery for a year. And then when I am sober for a year, then I'll get a job. So the time and energy solely devoted to recovery all of a sudden gets pulled in different directions. The unmanageable lives created by the chaos of addiction are now waiting to be managed by the strength of recovery. And people in recovery now begin to try and prioritizing sobriety recovery with everything else that's going on in their lives. So what starts to happen, and this is where we start to see a shift. So going back to my plate is full of recovery and sobriety and all the things I'm doing, people will then say to me, you know, hey, my plate's getting pretty full. If I don't start focusing on some of my time and effort on on other things, it's going to be much worse. I know recovery and sobriety is important, but a lot of things have been added to my plate. I need to focus on those as well. I just can't eat steak and nothing else. So now the plate has recovery, sobriety, and meetings and all that. But now we're also adding finances. We're adding family. We're adding an employment. So now the plate starts to feel really full. That balance that we were talking about, I have to take care of other areas before it becomes unbalanced. There's more to balance now that I'm making progress in recovery. So if I'm spending so much time over here, these other areas that are getting neglected aren't going to, there's going to be problems as a result of that. So as someone was trying to maintain balance with their sobriety and their meetings, recovery, treatment, counseling, now we add in finances, family, employment, all that type of stuff. Even with the pieces in our lives, in the the, the pie chart, so to speak, is I can't devote everything to just recovery. What's going to happen to everything else? And yes, the recovery and sobriety were much bigger pieces before, but it can't always stay that way. I still have to deal with life. And then we we give messages still about the need to focus on the recovery and the addiction. You know, we say, hey, well, if you don't keep your recovery first, nothing else will matter. We say you seem to be putting other things before your sobriety. We talk about how your jobs, your relationships, etc. are not going to keep you sober. You need recovery. It's only a matter of time now before everything starts to fall apart. So when we look at recovery and sobriety can be at risk when we start thinking that other things are going to become more important. But the individual struggles with how do I prioritize all of that? And and that way of thinking can lead to behaviors and decisions that might lower recovery and sobriety as the most important priorities. So, well, I can't go to a meeting, I have to go do this. Or I can't go to counseling because I have to do this. Or I need to go and be in this environment 
around some people that might be high risk because I need a job. So it starts to place someone's sobriety and recovery at risk when something else could appear to be more important or need more attention. While that's understandable, these ways of looking at recovery are harmful and risky. So what I've always noticed is that there's this significant gap in the prioritizing recovery with other things in life. So we understand that recovery is a top priority, but then how to make the recovery the top priority, there's this big missing piece. And I saw this throughout my career with counselors and treatment providers and family members talking about needing to do it, um, individuals in recovery talking about needing to do it, but always struggling when those other areas in life start to take some attention and honestly need to be addressed. Like we can't put everything off just because we're trying to maintain sobriety. So this was a game changer and we're talking years ago that I sat down with a client and he thought he was trying to explain it to me in a way that I was going to understand why he couldn't do it. But this guy was diving into meetings, diving into sponsor stuff. He was doing a lot of individual counseling. He was doing a lot of group counseling. And he was that one that was always saying, i got to commit to my recovery. got to commit to it. It's got to be the most important thing. And then he started getting a job. And getting a job after going through that, being sober, being incarcerated, all the, the time of using, it was exhausting. And I, I get that. And... He was tired and, and he would come back from work and he started going to less meetings. And I was talking to him about all that prioritizing of recovery seemed to be having a challenge. And he was talking to me about, well, what do I do? Do I quit my job? And the answer wasn't to quit the job. You know, the job in itself wasn't anything that I thought was high risk or around risky people. So he attempted to, he asked about my whiteboard, and he started drawing these little bars that kind of represented a kind of like nuclear control panel. And what he was trying to demonstrate to me was that if he doesn't keep all those areas balanced, it's going to create problems. And if he put everything into recovery and everything else wasn't getting attention, those areas would suffer and there would be a meltdown, so to speak. So he's really trying to get me to understand that. And I, at that point, I'm, yeah, I hear you that you can't just do all this, but we also know that if you dive into work so much and don't focus on your recovery, there's going to be a problem. But this is what was a game changer. As he's telling me this, he's writing this on the whiteboard He's got these little meters going on, and he wrote recovery as one of the meters, just like employment and family and stuff like that. What I told him as I saw this was there's nothing wrong with what he's trying to do, but that he can't look at recovery and sobriety as one of the meters. Instead, he has to look at it as part of the control panel that helps manage those meters. The control panel that makes the decisions, that carries out 
important tasks that that is what he can use to balance some of that stuff out. So we took that and I started thinking about that in some other areas that people talk to me about. So let's go back to the plate on my food. The problem with the plate on my food is recovery and sobriety should be the fork and knife and plate. Those should be the things that are used to deal with all the other things in life and balance. When we go back to the balance thing, where one side's getting tipped over more than the other and how do we do this and all that, sobriety and recovery should be that middle solid foundation that is used to help balance those areas that is used to help keep those things from falling over or getting neglected. When we look at those pieces of, the, of that pie chart, recovery and sobriety should be in the middle. So therefore, while you are trying to manage all these other pieces, that area is not affected. And if you go to my Instagram account, you will see that throughout the week when this episode's posted, I'm going to post some clip art from a presentation that I've done of this to show you how that looks. But when we look at it, when you put recovery and sobriety in those areas that get shoved around and time goes here, time goes there, all that type of stuff, it's easy to lose focus of that to say, well, I can't focus on that. I got to put this over here. When you put it as your, your tools, your foundation, your balance, then it's a part of your recovery and sobriety is now used to help with everything else. So let recovery be the strength, the resources, the tools, and the techniques to deal with everything in life. Let recovery be the foundation and strength to balance what is going on. Let recovery be the focal point in which you pull the support and help to deal with all the problems that you're facing. When recovery becomes a second priority, we know addiction will take advantage of that. And if alcohol and drugs or gambling or pornography begins and addiction takes over, life will become unmanageable and that means everything else in it. So what do we do? There's a couple of things we can help for tips for keeping recovery and sobriety top priority. Number one is schedule. Remember there's a previous podcast episode about the importance of scheduling. Going to remind it here about why it's important when you make your routine and your schedule. Put everything you need for your recovery down. Put it down first. What are the things you have to do to make your recovery work? And then fill in everything else. This prevents you from putting it off later or thinking other things are important. Like, oh, I'll just get to it. We all know a lot of things that we say I'll get to get put off. They get pushed aside. They get forgotten. When you prioritize it in your schedule, that keeps it at the front of the priority. Number two, when you're making decisions, 
in any part of your life, ask yourself, is this what's best for my recovery? Will this threaten my sobriety? How can this benefit my recovery? How does this decision impact it in one way or another? Or how does it impact relapse? Use that part of decision-making in all parts of your life to include that in your recovery. Number three is time. What are you putting in recovery? If that begins to go to other areas and less and less time is devoted to staying sober, it will lose its place as a top priority. So it doesn't have to mean all your time is going there, but you have to continue to put time into that. I have people tell me, well, I can't go to this meeting because now I have work. You might not be able to go to a particular meeting, or you might not be able to go to a meeting at a specific time, but that doesn't mean you can't go to any meetings ever again. You might say, I got to do some other stuff. I got to have fun in life. I got to get into some hobbies and activities. That doesn't mean you can't do that. Like maybe you like reading. Oh, well, I want to read some other stuff, and I, I can't just devote it all to recovery. It doesn't mean that you can't read some other things, some fun stuff, some nonfiction, fiction maybe, but make sure you're also putting time towards reading that's good for your recovery. Number four, write things down, put up visual reminders, and constantly keep the awareness of how important your recovery is. After a while, recovery can start to become, you know, like a fixture or a piece of furniture in the room that we've done a lot with it. We put it together, we built it, we put it over here. But if we don't constantly use it, we're going to start to forget about it. Our mind is going to become so automatic pilot that we don't look at it. We recognize it's there, but we're not using it. And that's what we don't want to have happen. Number five, questions. Ask yourself, what does my addiction want when it comes to family, friends, work, etc.? Or even ask yourself, what does my recovery need when it comes to finances or meetings? That's a way to help you to see whether or not some of the things that you're making decisions about or some of those other life priorities, are you doing something that is more on the side of the addiction, like overworking yourself? Or spending a lot of time with friends who are maybe not the best influence? What are you doing when it comes to asking questions about how you're prioritizing or how you're trying to balance that? So ask questions. Number six, impact. Look at how these areas could have a possible influence on your addiction and recovery. If I take this job, what's the impact? If I do this... What's the impact, positive or negative? And it doesn't mean you have to necessarily change everything about it, but you have to take it into consideration. This means that as you are trying to look at those other areas and focus on those other areas, it helps to reiterate, don't forget about addiction and recovery. Because all of those areas will have an impact on it. It's just depending on how much and how much you let it but not paying attention to it is really dangerous. And number seven, reevaluate the meaning or value of recovery. 
you know, after some time when decisions get made or there are big maybe life transitions or stuff that's happening, you've got to kind of look back and spend some time reevaluating the meaning and value of your recovery. Because sometimes where you were at day one sober, maybe day 90, or maybe day 365, it might not always be the same. And if we don't pay attention to that, our commitment or focus on keeping recovery the top priority can become vulnerable, it can lessen, it could be less motivating, and now all of a sudden it has kind of bottomed at the, the list of what's important to us. So as we go through these important transitions and life changes and events and situations that occur, and we're kind of looking at the balance in our lives with everything else, make sure to reevaluate how important that is for your recovery. So remember, number one, schedule. Number two, decision-making. Number three, time. Number four, reminders. Number five, questions. Number six, impact. And number seven, reevaluate the meaning and value of recovery. Those are tips for keeping recovery and sobriety the top priority. So I really want you to take a look at the Instagram account, which is Talking Addiction and Recovery, because I'm going to post some of these pictures and slides that can show that differences between the plate and what's on our, the food that's on our plate and how do we use it to keep that priority, that balance idea and the pieces so you can get a good visual understanding of what this looks like because this is something that I know everyone struggles with and for such a long time there was no real explanation or how to with making it the top priority. So we would just go back to, well, let's just talk about it. Let's just emphasize it. But how do we do that? That session with that client, it's it's one that, I, as I get older, this might change. But I always remember that one because of I wouldn't have seen that and gotten the insight from that if he didn't grab that whiteboard and attempt to show me it. And that was one that happened when I was at like two, two treatment programs prior to where I am now. So we're talking probably like six or seven years ago when this session happened, which led to this insight and discovery, which then led to presenting on making recovery the top priority. So if you are someone that struggles with that balance where sometimes everything you did to commit to sobriety sometimes struggles or takes a backseat to other things, this is a very helpful way to try and figure out how to manage prioritizing it and using your recovery as the strength, the foundation so you can make good decisions with other areas in your life. So take a listen. Have, go to the web, 
social media account, look at some of the slides I'm going to post throughout the week, and learn to make recovery your top priority. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope you learned something.